We work for Mr. Tunstall as regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. Mr. Tunstall's got a soft spot for runaways, derelicts, vagrant types. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean, earn you keep. All right, folks, let's have at it. We have two seminars left this year, October 14th through the 16th, then December 9th through the 11th. First seminar on the list for 2023 is February 17th to the 19th. And one brief announcement about that, after this year, the price of the seminars will be going up. So if you're on the fence and want to spend a few extra bucks, then come in 2023. If you want to save a few extra bucks, then come in October or December. For camps on the list, we've just added a new self-sufficient lifter camp. That's November 19th in Wichita Falls, covering the squat, the press, and the deadlift. And we're also having our second ever lift shoot fight camp. That is a two-day camp, December 17th to the 18th in Wichita Falls. And it's covering, yep, you guessed it, lifting, shooting, and fighting. For squat and deadlift camps on the list that still have spots available, October 22nd in Long Island, New York has a few spots available. And we've just added Chicago on December 11th. Come to Chicago for the lifting. Stay because you got murdered. And then for three lift camps with spots still left, we have September 24th in Orange County, California at the Strength Co. Then Sandy, Utah on October 8th. Baltimore and 5 by 3 on October 30th. And December 11th in London. Those are all squat, press, and deadlift camps. You have a question for Rip about coaching or becoming a coach? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But if you do... Why don't you shoot it to radio at startingstrength.com and see if it gets read on the air and maybe he'll give you some useful information. He might ridicule you a bit, but at the same time, you will get some value out of it. So, and for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Uh, I mean, what the hell is going on, you know? You guys have it as much fun as we are watching the world destroy itself. <laughs> it's fun for me. I don't know about you, but it's fun for me. I'm having a great time. And, you know, you know what's one of the funniest things I've seen in a while is the is watching the media go completely apeshit over the election of Georgia Maroney, Maroney, what's her last name? Oh, is that the Italian, the Italian lady? Yeah, Italian lady. Maloney, I believe is her last name. She's saying perfectly reasonable things. And, uh, you know, all of the networks, CBS, all of the networks. Are it is Maloney. Maloney, M-E-L-O-N-I. All the networks are saying, oh, goddamn, she's Mussolini. She's a hell of a lot better looking gal than Mussolini was, you know. Although I think he was regarded as a handsome man at the time. You know, of course, I don't remember that, but, it, I, you know, seem to remember that comment having been made. 
So anyway, that's kind of that's been fun today to watch. So what we're going to do today for our program is we're going to take your questions. What we had planned originally was a live Q&A, but our crack production staff has once again fucked that up. So we will be taking your direct questions on uh, where should they put those YouTube comments? Where they're listening to us right now. Wherever you're listening to us right now, use that venue to submit your comments. And we're just going to we're going to take the comments and we're going to deal with them. Just but, comment, guys. Comment on the YouTube thread here. YouTube thread. Yeah. Right. So, but first, comments, comments. From, from the heaters. Was that solemn enough? <laughs> I don't want to, you know, be disrespectful to these fucking morons that take the time to type out their their version of the English language on whatever vehicle this is here. Where do these damn things come from? Is this YouTube. this is YouTube comments. Ah. That's why they're all a bunch of stupid motherfuckers. All right. Okay, Nick should lose a ton of weight. This is simply bad marketing. Actually, it says this is simply bad marketing. Must be a kraut. Don't you think? I'm working das on it, Jesus. Simply bad marketing. What video is that? Coaching tip for the start of the press oh, that was, with Nick Delgadillo. That was a few years ago. Was it really? Yeah. Lost a little bit of weight, man. Back when you were up Fatter. over 450. That yeah, was 485. 485 <laughs> or whatever it was at the time. <laughs> so, uh, oh, we got a whole bunch of these. Let me get through with the other ones first. Though. We got Trap Bar, is really flooded the YouTube content. Oh, yeah. Trap bars, just fuck, man. We got to do. We got to do. Who had the kettlebell idea? Me. We yeah. got to do kettlebell. Yeah. We got to do that this week. You know. Kettlebell's the next thing. And uh, we'll we'll make that, and then all the kettlebell guys will. We have told you know what you're talking about. Yeah, kettle, you're stupid. Kettlebells are probably more popular than trap bar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course they are. Yeah. And equally as worthless. A trap bar at least is like lifting weights. Yeah. Even though it's stupid, it's right, right. like lifting weights. Right. But the kettlebells are just. You can use them as door stops. That's a useful. And we've done that yeah. several times. We've used them. They've come in um, real handy as door I use stops. them to prop up the phone. It works as great as a tripod. Yeah. That's what right. I use them for. Yeah, they're they're useful for some things, you know. Yeah. Just for when you need a chunk of cast iron, <laughs> these things are almost invaluable because they got a handle on them and everything. <laughs> they're dense, so they don't, don't take dense, a lot of room. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they're they're uh, you know they're 
they're for what they are they're real good they're just not <laughs> strength training <laughs> but you know all right uh all right let me get to the all right rips logic says that a lifter with a 400 kilo squat will win a hundred meter race against a professional sprinter you know someone who gets paid to sprint right right there's a lot of those because running is merely striking the foot downward submaximally for 12 seconds his professional sprinter isn't running a 12 second 100 meter (laughs) somebody's paying someone to run 12 second 100 meters (laughs) (laughs) oh shit well by his by his interpretation of my logic a lifter with a 500 kilo squat will win a 100 meter race against the lifter with a 400 kilo right. squat. Right. Yeah. Because that's, you know, what I've always said. Right. I've always said that that's the only, you know. Oh God. All right. Now, trap bar. Here's a quick rundown of the. Of the uh, the intellectual uh, input from the trap bar people. You ready? Ready? LOL. This guy should be using this bar. Any exercise is good exercise. Huh? <laughs> he just proved why the trap bar is better and doesn't even realize it lol love how sour he still is that the military won't adopt his shitty program (laughs) and make all their recruits fat this little fat donuts man is angry because the army doesn't buy his shit your books or yeah what, what, what shit do about? you have to sell is it the army I don't, I don't know. <laughs> your equipment I, that you have and you guys all know my opinion about donuts right i mean i've made that obvious several times right what's your opinion on donuts he doesn't like you them. know damn good and well like what them. my opinion on donuts oh. is we've had this conversation i hadn't had a donut in 40 years i think they're they're oh. sickening to me. Yeah, I just hate them. And uh, and you think I'm all fucked up and weird because I don't like donuts? I think you're fucked up and weird for lots of other reasons, than <laughs> not liking donuts. But well, it, all right. it follows. Okay, you don't even remember the. All right, all right. Stupid idiot! You know nothing. That's on here too. Right. All right, here's a good one. Uh, This one is the learning to squat, the starting strength method. And it says, as a former power lifter, this is some of the worst form I've seen. Well, Luke Jago, as a former power lifter myself, this is the best form I've seen. That's what you call an ad hominem argument, right? And another comment about that. This is everything except squat. 
Right. So, this is my favorite one this this week. Um, back to the ad hominem situation here. I am MD, clinical pharmacologist. Neither of you are competent to talk about this topic. This is just unprofessional. I guess the less you know, the smarter you feel. He is MD, clinical pharmacologist. All right, Doc. What did we say about SSRIs that was wrong? This is referring to my conversation with Trevor about uh, how SSRIs work. And uh, the doctor seems to have taken exception to, but he's not capable of articulating his problem uh, that he has with our opinion. Because, you know, my clinical pharmacologist agrees with me. <laughs> my clinical pharmacologist has got a better degree than you do. So there. Mr. Ad hominem motherfucker. <laughs> All right. And that's this week's installment of comments, comments from, from the haters. You sure we got to keep doing this? You always ask that, and the answer is always going to be yes. Well, you know, that's continuity, <laughs> right? And now, the much-anticipated comments from the lovers here, the actual serious individuals that want to know things that we can tell them. In direct contrast to these idiots that... We just read you the uh, ramblings of. Uh, so what we're going to do is uh, wait on you to give us a question, and then one of the crack production staff will read the question to me, and I will answer it. You guys want rip? Uh, you guys want me to read them or Bree to read them? Shit. All right, <laughs> she's refusing to read. So it's because there are holes in her ability. Oh right, yeah, yeah, reading right. the. Thank you, production assistant. Holds in her ability. All right, let's get into this. Uh, <coughs> All right. Samuel let's see how this Snyder. Goes. Samuel Schneider. Schneider. Schneider, maybe? Who cares? That, I, how do I know when it's time to get a belt? I started doing the program on my own around July. My squat's 250, deadlift 275. Is there a certain weight that would make it necessary? Mm, I always recommend that a person gets a belt. Uh, once they cross the uh, the two hundred and eighty one pound deadline or, or two eighty one two eighty one okay on the squat on the deadlift probably three seventeen okay is where a person needs to get a belt okay uh, what was his what was his first name Samuel 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 just get a fucking belt. All right. <laughs> I mean, you've been trained for two or three months. Get a belt. You've read my article, The Belt and the Deadlift. 
and you understand how a belt works you understand what it does you understand it's beneficial you lift more weights lift heavier weights with a belt on a greater degree of safety than you would without the belt so just get a belt you know i i don't think a person that needs to start with a belt you know squatting 135 that's kind of stupid but by the same token you've been training through four months you ought to go ahead and get a belt put it on for your last warm-up and your work set and learn to use it correctly read that article about it uh we had a we had a guy here at the uh, seminar last time and uh i admit i was rather harsh with him he uh wanted to know if uh if you wore a belt if it would take the muscles underneath the belt out of the exercise make them relax or something and i must admit i reacted unprofessionally to that particular question because we've talked about this so god well the fact that people still ask stuff like that means that you'll be you'll be employed forever you you know look yeah i guess it's a good sign i guess it's a good sign but by the same token we you know when you come to the seminar you're expected to show up with some kind of a base level of information and there's not any more uh pertinent a base level of information then what does a belt do in the squat press and the deadlift and the belt is uh a fundamental piece of equipment it helps you make a harder contraction in all of the muscles that stabilize the spine they contract harder with the belt on for the reasons explained in the article entitled the belt and the deadlift that is available on our website free of charge by the way startingstrength.com the belt and the deadlift in the articles section and uh you know there's not really a time you put the belt on look if you've the minute you tweak your back all right i always recommend that once you get a back tweak you probably ought to start wearing the belt even during your warm-ups just to make sure you're tight. The belt keeps you tighter because it allows you to contract all of those isometric function muscles harder because they're pushing against the belt. And the belt's a very, very important piece of equipment. Uh, if you go to the website and go to the equipment tab, you'll go to the Dominion uh equipment what what does he call the dominion strength dominion strength produces our starting strength belt there are two versions of it one is a a single ply the other is a double ply both of them are three inch belts and that double ply belt that's the nicest belt in the in the industry it's natural smooth grain leather and it's just beautiful piece of work and if you're going to buy a good belt, you, know, you got to order it right now because it'll take some time. Even Dominion, I think, is if. Well, it's, you know, everybody's having supply chain issues since the Biden administration is right. paying people to not make leather now. So 
Um, so the way it should work. You know, you're coming up on Christmas and shit, and the demand's going to be up for Christmas presents. And so I'd go ahead and get it. Order it now, yeah. You, know, you should buy your now. shoes right away and then order your belt right away. By the time you get the belt, start wearing it. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> first thing you need is shoes. Absolutely first thing you need is shoes. And uh, might as well go ahead and tell them the uh, starting strength I don't know what we're going to end up calling that. The the Texas weightlifting boot. Uh, the starting strength Texas weightlifting boot by Justin is in prototype right now, and we're taking orders. I should say we're. I shouldn't say we're taking orders. Orders are being taken, and I don't have the website information for you right now because that hasn't been set up. But if you are interested in a pair of the best weightlifting shoes in existence, 100% leather, all-American-made, lifetime shoe, this last pair of weightlifting shoes you'll ever own, then we will have order information up for you very, very soon. Look on the website. Uh, watch the podcast. As soon as I get the... the uh, website information where you can actually place an order i'll talk about it on here but that's done now they're making they're making shoes and they're going to want to sell them so we want to sell them to you and uh the um the price through starting strength is 249.99 which is cheaper than i thought they were going to be And uh, that's the same thing. I mean, that, that's almost as much as you pay for a, a pair of Nikes or Reeboks. Nikes, Reeboks are two hundred bucks, aren't they? And they're shitty. And they're shit. Yeah, they last they three apart. years. They fall apart. Yeah. You got to replace them. Yeah. These shoes will never be replaced. You'll right. never have to replace these shoes. Right. Uh, you'll wear these things for the next twenty years. Be the last training shoes you ever own. I promise you. They can be, there's a Vibram outsole, and that can be resold indefinitely. It's yep. just, you wear that out and replace it three or four times. And these will be the shoes you hand down to your grandkids, you know, in total dead-ass seriousness. So you can resell those multiple times? Yes. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, they're resoldable. It's a these are sewn down vamp, Goodyear welt. These are top quality. There's no other shoe like it in the in the industry. Everything else is glued together junk, and this is a this is a quality product. I mean, Justin Boots, the biggest boot maker in the United States, is making these shoes for us, and uh, they're 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 good. They're really cool. And you're going to want a pair of them. So stay tuned. We'll tell you exactly what to do. All right? Okay. Did we ad adequately address that question? I think pretty thoroughly. All right. Yeah. Grimvale's question. When Grimvale. Grimvale. When should I be concerned about body composition? I'm 28, 6 feet tall, 260 pounds with a 38 to 40-inch waist. Still on the NLP, 
squatting 340 for 3x5, bench is 225 for 3x5, deadlift 395 for 1x5. Well, sounds like your numbers are low for your body weight. Yeah, it'd be good to know if he gained now, gain you know, here's that, the or here's he, here's my question. A 38 40 inch waist on a guy that's 6 foot is not he that's not grotesque, you know, but I'm concerned about his numbers at that body weight and height. So that may mean that he is a little fluffy around the belly. That's right. Uh, without, you know, standing here looking at you, I can't really tell, but uh, it may be that you need to cut back on your carbs a little bit. And, uh, but, but to, you know, what he doesn't need to do is go on a quote unquote like cut. cut. No, what he needs to do is stay where he's at and get his deadlift to 500 right. exactly and his squat to 450. Yes, and his press to 225 yeah. and his bench to 300. Right, so your body weight right now is where it needs to be. Your body composition will change if you tighten up your diet and get your numbers up where they need to be. Right. Yeah, don't gain any more weight. Uh, no, I think your body weight right now is just fine at six foot. But uh, by the same token, you're not lifting the weights you ought to be lifting at that height and right. body weight. Right. So continue on the program. Tighten up. You're probably your carb intake. is, is That's the first thing you want to worry about. And uh, let's just see where that takes you. But uh, as a general question, when do you start worrying about body composition? Well, everybody's got a different kind of a body composition where they, where they're uh, uh, happiest. Uh, some people, the guys that end up being the bodybuilders you've heard about, those guys are born with uh, a pretty much an inability to deposit subcutaneous fat. They've just got thin skin, and they've got, you know, muscles that are shaped a certain way even before they start training, this sort of thing. And uh, other people just tend to store belly fat. They've done it since they were kids. Now, when you start training and you start taking control of your diet and you become aware of the fact that uh, – Walking around at uh, 30% body fat is not a good idea and something needs to change. Then um, you can start to change your body composition by just paying attention to what the hell you put in your mouth. All right, if you're eating a bunch of sugar, don't do that. That's stupid. That's for children. Sugar is children's food. Sweet things are children's food. All right, quit eating that kind of thing. All right, when you go to a restaurant, no, you don't get dessert, you fucking bonehead. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what the kids do, not you. All right. So, uh, oh, I, you know, the, the vast majority of people who train, who actually uh, pay attention to their nutritional situation, are not going to have to worry about their body composition. All right, but going on a cut, as Nick said, is almost always unproductive, especially if your numbers are going up right now. 
going on a cut is a good way to shut down your progress. If you are at 16, 17, 18% body fat, and you are worried that you cannot see your abs, then your priorities are different than what ours are. We want you stronger. We want you squatting a whole bunch of weight at 16, 17, 18% body fat, not shutting down your training progress so that you can drop down to 9% body fat. Because there's nothing really good about being 9% body fat unless that's just your natural body fat. Percent. And the truth is you won't get down to 99% body fat anyway. No, what, nobody's 9% body fat that's not trying real, real hard to be at 9% body yeah. fat. Everybody at 4% body fat, you know what those guys are doing? They're lying <laughs> about their body fat percentage. They're liars. Another, another way to think about it is a guy who's 6 feet tall is gonna is going to look like he lifts weights somewhere in two at the two forty to two sixty range. That's right, right. Typically, so and this is what we're talking about, right? Looking right. looking big and strong. Right. It's going to happen at at two forty to two sixty, but with a four hundred plus squat and a five hundred plus deadlift. Right. You're not going to look like you lift with a two hundred seventy five pound deadlift. No, no, no. You've got to be actually moving some weight before your arms and your neck and your hips begin to look like those of a lifter. Right. And if you are mm -hmm. lifting, if you are deadlifting 275 and you think to yourself, because this is the next logical step is, well, I'll cut down, I'll cut, I'll, I'll go on a cut and keep my 275 deadlift, but cut down to 220, you're just going to look like a guy who's 220 that doesn't lift. You're just gonna, yeah. All right, so let's, 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 let's address that, all right, appearance. What is the appearance of a lifter determined by? All right, let's say you're not some gay man who's got his shirt off all the time. All right? Let's say you're, you know, dressed appropriate, appropriately for, you know, most normal social situations, and you've got on a short sleeve shirt, a pair of pants, and some shoes. Shorts are right? okay? Shorts are fine. Okay. Shorts are fine, but clothing, right? Gotcha. Clothes. Clothing, right? Right? Like everybody wears, right. right? We can't see your abs anyway, right? You don't walk around in a shirt that reveals your abs unless you've got some serious psychological issues going on. You know, guys that wear extra small T-shirts, you're nobody likes you. We've all known them. All right? <laughs> nobody likes you, all right? So if you got on normal clothing, what do we identify as the characteristics of a guy who looks strong? And this is across all societies. What do you what do you look like when you look strong? Well, you've got a bigger than average neck, right? You've got broader than average shoulders. You've got forearms with visible muscle mass in the forearms to where your your forearm muscle bellies are bigger than your wrist. Okay? Through your shirt, we can see the width of your lats. 
without having to look at your abs. We don't want to see your abs. We don't care about your abs. You care about your abs, and nobody else cares about your abs. All right? Because that doesn't matter. Abs don't matter. Now, you, you, you want to have, you know, to the extent possible, not a pot belly. So, you know, but abs are not the opposite of a pot belly. Your hips should be deep. In other words, from front to back is where we see your hips. The hip depth, is that's what comes from squats and deadlifts. Oh, let me back up. We see your traps, too. We see your traps along with your neck. We see the, the muscle mass of your traps behind your neck, and that's part of that appearance. And if you've got shorts on, we're going to see your calves, all right? But calves, unfortunately, are kind of like genetic, you know. If you got calves, you got calves. If you don't have calves, I'm sorry, you're not going to get them by doing calf raises. That's just one of those things. It's like having red hair, you know. You either got it or you don't. So the, the package that that you're trying to develop is neck, shoulders, arms, and hips in the absence of a giant gut. This comes from squats, most especially deadlifts, the press and the bench press. Right. I know guys that have put two inches on their arms in the novice linear progression and not done a single curl. Because when you do all these compound movements, everything just grows. You just grow muscle all over everything. Because the stress is systemic and the response to the stress is also systemic. Everything grows during the novice linear progression if you will eat enough food. Okay, but if you start off with a body fat percentage number in mind and you're all the time stopping your progress to do a cut, this is not this, this isn't going to be productive for you. It really is not. And that's not this kind. It's not what we do in this kind of program. We're not interested in your abs. The part that is the most difficult for you to understand is that no one else is interested in your abs either. All right, you know who's especially not interested in your abs? Your family at Thanksgiving. The girls aren't either. They're, they're really not interested in your abs. And really, no shit, the girls aren't interested in your abs either. Now, here's the part where we have to ask Bree, and she's going to answer wrong, so I'm not going to even talk to her about it. Do you care about abs? No. She says no. She said no? Yeah. Say that louder. No. Say, no, I do not care about abs. I hate abs. <laughs> well, that's not quite the same. Hate <laughs> she hates but the function of them. satisfactory. Response. She hates how no they abs. support us. <laughs> She, so hates, she hates how they support us. She yes. hates the function of them. 
She hates everything Your about abs. them. Everything about it. Everything no about abs. Save them surgically she, removed. Just remove them all. Remove <laughs> that all there should spine. be there is skin. It should be ribs <laughs> sitting on top of a pelvis. Right. That's it. Right. Oh, wow. All right, now. <laughs> Will you wake your phone? Back? I think we've, we've uh, stated our position here about body composition. So if you've got any other questions about that, save them for when the crack production staff gets the call-in Q&A situation. See, this is what's wrong with the with – the, this is just paper Q&A. There's no back forth, you know. Whose question was that? That was uh, something – Grimvale. It's Grimvale. Grimvale's question. See, I could be talking to Mr. Grimvale here back and forth. We could actually clarify exactly what it is that he wants to know about. Yeah. Yeah. He probably doesn't even know. He doesn't know. He doesn't get the slightest idea. (laughs) All right. So who's next? Uh, Bo Music wants to know. Bo Music. What, if anything, can be done about stretch marks from rapid muscle gain? Um, nothing, as far as I know. Why would you do anything? Does it? I mean, those are cool. Yeah. Stretch marks are cool. First ones you get are like right here. They're like battle scars, right? right along your pec. Yep, from benching. Right down yeah. through there, from benching as your pec grows. That's where most people stretch marks shows up in their armpit, yeah. right in here. From lifting, we always ever, thought those are kind of cool. You ever see yeah. anywhere else? I, I don't think you get stretch marks really anywhere else. Some people get stretch marks real, real easily, and some people never get them at all yep and that's a completely genetically controlled deal i mean you've seen women that have had nine kids that ain't got a single stretch mark on their belly yep right and then you see women that have just gained 30 pounds of ass and they've got stretch marks on their leg it's it's totally controlled by your individual genetics there's nothing you can put on your skin that makes them go away there's just it's just one of those horrible ass deals you know that you don't have any control over but i mean uh, in all actuality who gives a shit i mean really, it's, nobody it's, gives a shit if somebody's about that. focused on something like that they're an asshole right well you especially know. from a lifting situation yeah. it, 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 the stretch marks are where they're supposed to be um you know if if somebody gained a whole bunch of weight and have like if a woman had a, a baby right and they got all this loose skin i that, that that's something that they might well want to deal th- with. there are women with loose skin that don't have any stretch marks that's true them. that's true but you know but it's just it's just it's it is an individual matter it's a completely individual matter and there's nothing you can do to control yeah. that and they fade over time anyway right? they fade over time and more importantly you'll Quit paying attention to them over time, which is what you need to do now. Yep. Okay? Yep. Because that is just stupid. I mean, if you're focused, you're going to ask us a question about stretch marks on this podcast. <laughs> the, you, you know On this podcast, you ought to know what we're going to say, right? <laughs> but even the, and, even the most vain, you know, abs bodybuilder kid thinks the stretch marks are cool you'd think they do yeah they do uh, yeah this is uh i never i mean shit we always thought they sh- were cool it shows that you're getting we'd show huge, each right? other our stretch yeah. marks right in there yeah, because look how man I, my bench is getting bigger yeah right bench is going up i got to look man <laughs> touch them <laughs> battle scars <laughs> they're battle scars right that's what we called them yeah, yeah. so <laughs> Yeah, in fact, you know? if you don't have them, there's a problem, right? You're not. If you don't have them, you're being you're, a pussy. Yeah, your bench isn't going fast enough. Yeah, you're just you're just fucking around in the weight room instead of getting strong. Right, right, right. So, 
anyway. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about you. Yeah, it's the first time stretch marks has come up in one of our. No, someone asked before. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Someone asked. I don't before. remember that. Uh, it, but in a that's paper, real one. interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, it just shows you that nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit about right. stretch marks. Yeah. Nobody should give a shit about stretch marks, right. except for what was this guy's name? You always ask us that. We already scrolled past. Scrolled them. past the. All right. It well. was uh. Yeah, Bo Music. Bo Music. Bo Music. Bo, man, worry about other shit. Yeah. Eat more. How about that? <laughs> Try to get some stretch marks. Try to get more stretch marks. Try to get more stretch marks. Okay, who's next? Sam Shex. Sam, Sam Shex. Shex. Has, uh, have you experienced blurry vision an hour or so after li- lifting? Happened to me on Sunday. Only heard of this happening one other time to a guy on another podcast. So blurry vision after lifting. No, I haven't. And blurry vision an hour after lifting is not a normal consequence of a workout. Right. That's not the normal consequence of a workout. Now, depending on what you mean by blurry vision, there is a thing, there's a phenomenon called a visual migraine that is related to a a migraine headache, the kind that you're more familiar with probably. But it is a neurological phenomenon, and it interferes with a part of your field of vision. And I've had this happen a couple of times. Uh, it's You'll be looking at, say, Nick over here, and a chunk of the picture will just, oh, I don't know, you could almost like it pixelated. Hmm. Not the whole field of vision, just a piece a of piece it. piece of it. A little piece of it just turns to hash and you can't see that you can't see through it you focus on it you just can't see through it move your eyes and it follows your gaze and the most of the times i had this happen it cleared up in 10 or 15 minutes there was no pain associated with it because i've never had a migraine headache i wouldn't know what that what that was like but yeah apparently this this phenomenon is known as a visual migraine and you know they're not terribly common but that's the only thing i can think of that would explain his uh described experience there yeah there's a if if there was a headache involved with blurry vision after lifting or like some sort of i mean something going on in your brain that feels weird i would probably look into that Anytime you have anything going on that that can can be explained as neurological, yeah, yeah. Uh, that might be a cause for concern. If it passes, I don't know that I'd you know yeah like a run down to the emergency room. Yeah, but, but if it, but know, it's happening it's, every time you lift, it's happening every time you lift. You need to get it looked yeah, at. You need to get looked at. You need to get it looked at. I, I, Fortunately, I, that kind of thing is very, very, very rare. Yeah, one hundred percent. Very, you very. Talk rare. about an exertion headache. You know, like uh, that's a temporary situation we're talking about. Just someone racks a press and then they get a headache right mm-hmm. after. That's yeah. Not concerning, right? No, no, that is not the same thing mm-hmm. as a as a as a migraine or neurological type of headache. That type of headache is typically triggered by a bunch of tension at the muscles that insert across the base of the skull. Right. Now I've, you know, gotten real good at fixing those in other people over the years. Somebody says, 
everything head hurts real bad today then he'd show up at the gym with a headache and i'd take him in the middle room lay him down on my massage table and just mash the shit out of that trap insertion yeah right at the base of the skull go all the way across go all the way down the neck massage all this now i turn them over and mash on their frontal sinuses mash on the sinuses above the maxilla here mash on those and you know the whole process takes maybe five minutes they get up off the table and it's fucking gone yeah yeah i can do this anytime right I've learned how to, to, I've gotten real good at fixing those kinds of headaches. Yeah, I was wondering. That's how, not a migraine. Right, right. It's yeah. not the same thing. I've always at wondered all. how tight muscles would uh, cause a headache, but that told, yeah, they're just pressing on nerves, right? Yeah. Just, they're, yeah, it's, they're just pressing on nerves, or it could be just lactate, yeah. you know, building up in a real local place under the base of the skull there. You know that, what's real? Uh, you interpret as a headache. You know what's really interesting? I I don't remember since doing since doing jujitsu heavy, heavily. I don't remember the last time I had a headache. And you would you really? Know, I haven't had one in hell of a long time. Yeah, hell of a long time. And uh, my you know, I, I used to get them all the time, just like everybody else yeah. did. Yeah, me I'd too. Get a, get a couple of zits right here on my temple. Those things would make my give head you, hurt. Give you a headache? Yeah. 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 Right, and I haven't uh, haven't had that happen in a long time. I mean, I've had that that caused bad headaches before. Yep, and I don't know, I can't explain the mechanism by which that occurred, but it's uh, my astigmatism, you know, just, which I'm getting fixed next month. Yeah, next month in about two weeks. That gives me a headache quite often. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to get them all the time sitting in at my old job, sitting in the office. You know, for hours right. staring at the computer, my head would just be killing me. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, just having my head yanked. Nothing will hurt your head like staring around. at a computer forever. Yeah. It's weird. Well, I've, you know, certainly spent enough time sitting in front of the computer, but I haven't really had a headache in, in a long, long time. Yeah. But I've, you know, over the years, people come to the gym and I, you know, God, I, man, I've got it. You got any ibuprofen? So, yeah, I've got some ibuprofen, but what's wrong? I got a headache. How long you had it? Oh, two, three hours. You know. Well, I'll give you some ibuprofen, but come in here first. I just figured out a way to, you know, mash on the affected muscle mass. And I mean. Right. It is. It is immediate relief. Vast majority of the time, immediate relief. And, uh. You know, I don't know if anybody else has ever figured that out, but it certainly works for me. So for the people I've helped with it, it's, you know, they seem happy to not have a headache anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I guess there's a business opportunity there, right? A headache clinic. Massage. Uh, of course, massage I'm not a, uh, I think that's probably what massage <laughs> envy does. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a doctor. No, you're sorry. I lack the expertise of the <laughs> fucking pharmacologist guy that didn't said that I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> Neither me nor Trevor. Yeah. Trevor right. Ratchko. He he doesn't know what he's talking about either. No. No. <laughs> I had no idea what he's talking nope. about. Because the only people that know what they're talking about are doctors. Yeah. Doctors know what's best for us. 
as the past two and a half years have conclusively demonstrated. <laughs> Dr. Fauci. Yes, Fauci. He's a doctor. Does he still is he still employed or did he quit? Uh, I think he's retiring about, at the end of one of these months. I've heard about him in months on, yeah. on the news. They, they, they just pushed he, him away when they found out low. it was all bullshit. Yeah, they, he's been kind of either maintaining low profile, although I don't believe that because that's not what he I don't does. Think, I don't think he is. I think the media they are, is. They are ignoring yeah, him. That's probably. what's happening. That's what's happening. He's probably on the phone with Wolf Blitzer every day. Going, Wolf, <laughs> buddy. Wolf, <laughs> can I come box. on? <laughs> Please. I'm free at 2.30. <laughs> I could be there in a couple minutes. In fact, I'm outside right now. Yeah, we really got to look at masks again. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. All right, who's next? Okay, performance HVACR. Is there any reason to have dumbbells? HVACR. HVACR. Performance. This guy's an air conditioning repairman. Apparently. With an R at the end. I don't know what. Oh, repair. HVAC repair. Or, yeah, or HVAC refrigerator refrigeration. He may just do general refri- yeah. Yeah. fix ice boxes and okay. ice machines and shit like that. Thanks for your service. <laughs> Thank you for your service. HVACR. Is there any reason to have dumbbells in a home gym? Is there anything worth adding to the basics of a power rack, bench, bar, and plates? No, there's not. There's no reason to have dumbbells in a home gym because what dumbbells are you going to get? Yeah, you'd have to get a whole bunch of them to be. You got a whole bunch of them, and that's real expensive. The least useful thing in my gym is that rack of dumbbells. But what am I going to do with the damn things? You know? They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. It's a nice rack of dumbbells. Yeah. A few people use them every once in a while. I blast my buys and my delts with them occasionally. Fry, man. Blast them. Blast. Mm -hmm. What's that other word everybody uses? I acquire a uh, shred, shred, no, shred, thrash, thrash. thrash. Yeah, they thrash. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some 138s in there. You can come in there and thrash your buys and tries with the <laughs> 138s if you want to. You notice that? Uh, well, you guys obviously know this, but when you come in my gym, what you'll notice is that the dumbbells have got weird numbers painted on them. Yep. All the dumbbells have got weird numbers painted on them. 37, 48, 64. You know, it's not even five-pound jumps. Do you know why that is? Because those dumbbells are made out of plates which have been cast, and castings are not accurate. So I have taken great care to assemble the dumbbell pairs out of plates that weigh approximately the same so that when i paint 68 pounds on the dumbbells that's what they actually weigh not 65 or 70. now this lets you the physiker know exactly what weight he's using for his isolation concentration curls right so that you actually train with them because you know you want to go up a little bit next time right but if you don't know what weight you're lifting then what are you going to write in your book did some curls (laughs) right blasted buys today blasted tries shredded delts today over by the dumbbell rack 
But no, there's no reason for a home gym to have dumbbells. It, they're too damn much money. And where are you going to put the fucking things? Yeah. They take up all this room. They're just a they're a giant pain in the ass, and they're just not that useful. Yeah. Were I to have done this over again, I wouldn't have tied up fifteen thousand dollars. Literally, no shit, fifteen thousand dollars in that dumbbell. Damn. Time. Well, go well, you try to all, go buy all those. We well, had them all made too, right? I had them all made, yeah. and and try to go buy that that number sure. of exercise plates. Right. If you could even find that many exercise. Yeah. When I say exercise plates, I'm talking about the small diameter plate one with inch. a one inch hole. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what the dumbbells are made out of. They're plate loaded dumbbells. They're welded up. Right. And that's a hell of a bunch of money sitting there in the floor. Right. It, uh, along with the racks that they stand in. That's right. So, uh, you know, I would, I certainly, and the, you know, the starting strength gyms don't have dumbbells. Yeah, we we have uh, dumbbell handles just for the for the occasional use that somebody might need some, but you just load you just load small plates onto them. Mm-hmm. But there's no dumbbell rack. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And they hardly no, ever, it just takes up too much used. room. Yeah, they don't get used. They're not necessary for a training program. Right. They're not used in strength training, except by guys who are actually bodybuilders, and. Uh, there, uh, it's just the expense does not justify the uh, utility of having the things around. So no, and don't get any kettlebells either, for God's sake. <laughs> don't get any kettlebells. Uh-huh. It's just silly. We're gonna write a, we're gonna write about kettlebells here. I promise. We talked about this earlier. We're gonna write about kettlebells. No, we're gonna make a video. We're gonna make a video. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. We're gonna make a video about kettlebells and how yeah. stupid the damn things are, the, so that we get some more enjoyable comments. Counterpart to the uh, trap bar for sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and we're gonna do that kettlebell video with totally straight faces. <laughs> we're what we'll be doing is making an invitation to troll us. <laughs> that's right. But we're gonna just act just dead serious. Yeah. Yeah. No, kettlebells are evil. Yeah. <laughs> kettlebells were invented by the World Economic Forum for the takeover of communist China. I think we need to do Which is like, not good. Communist just like China. the trap bar. Just be as factual as we need to be. Yep. No, well, that's yeah, that'll really piss them yeah. off. Yeah, facts be as are, fa- facts factual. Are, uh, tell them why this is stupid and what. Right. why are they even... Well, along with, the, along with having fun with them, we'll tell them why yeah. they're stupid, obviously. You know, because we always tell it like it is. Hey, man, we lay it on the line. <laughs> Everybody's talking about Grant. Did he make a kettlebell he video? Ma- yeah, I looked at That's oh, what I'm showing you. That's yeah, fantastic. He, he made a kettlebell video, and apparently that he was talking about. That guy's been in Southern t- California too long. Yeah, he's talking about how useful they were. That's I awesome. I need to watch I it. I can't wait. I need to watch well, it. Well, he's, well, we've get, lost get rid of him. God, <laughs> Grant just made Bree happy. <laughs> so someone said debunk Grant. <laughs> debunk Grant. Uh, Gladly. Rip, All right. What's next? When when will we get your starting cook cooking book? When will we get your starting cooking book? That's a great idea. No, it's not. You don't think it's a good idea for you? I know it's not a good idea. Your favorite your favorite recipes. Do you know how expensive it is to make a cooking a, a cookbook? The thing is so heavily dependent on photography. And if photography's got to be done exactly correct, and then you've got the issue of where do you get that kind of paper in 2022? You realize we're behind on a book order, uh, barbell prescriptions headed out of print 
because we can't get the paper. Really? How many we got? Five cases. That's it. That's why. Five cases of books left. Because we've been waiting. How long have we been waiting on that on that paper order? Three, four months. Three or four months, the paper's not available. In Joe Biden's America, <laughs> you can't buy paper. Well, that's, that's, that's how they're doing it. They're, they're, they're stopping paper, and the next thing you know, there's going to be book burnings. They're just going to slowly take away knowledge. Slowly take it the away. The knowledge shrinks. Unless, unless it's right. government-approved knowledge. Right. No, that's what they're doing. What do you think has happened to the news media? You know? You know, Mrs. Merloni is being called Mussolini, you know. So, anyway, who's next? I'm sorry, we're just reading some funny comments here. Someone suggested making it an e-book and not a full-on paper book. Making what an e-book? Your cooking book. We still got photography to do. You got a photographer that works for you. Photography. He's right there. To be some Who, badass Nick? pictures, Nick, too. yeah, he's a photographer. How about we just do some more videos? <laughs> like we're already doing. Listen, hey, I'm just trying to tell you what the people are wanting right the now. The people want free videos, not a paid-for book. Well, there's two people that people want People want free shit. They don't want to pay for a book when they can watch an amusing video of me in my little cave-like kitchen <laughs> making shit That's true. The on videos, the stove. Yeah, that's true. You know, nobody wants to see a cookbook. Cookbooks yeah. aren't even selling anymore. Yeah. The videos are more fun to do, too. Yeah, the cook, they're the easier. The cookbook turn into a giant pain in the ass Giant process. pain in the ass. We can't even get the, the anthology book we're yeah. trying to do out. Yeah. Because it's a giant pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass to lay it out. And then there's the paper. Right. You right. know, I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. Yeah. I mean, you've got a paper standard. I guess you could print it on recycled Kleenex and shit and obtain some of that, but it just looks so shitty, you know, that I just don't feel like doing that. But, uh, yeah, people are hollering at everybody, hollering at uh, Sullivan Baker about how the book's out of print on Amazon. Yep. Well, the book's out of print on Amazon because we can't get the fucking thing printed because there's not any paper available. Right. Yep. You know, there's not any paper available. And as soon as we get it, we'll put it back in stock. But we, um, once again, we have five cases right here at startingstrength.com. And you can order the book. <laughs> you can order the book from Bree. And get them now because supplies are running out. Supplies are, <laughs> supplies are limited, I know. Hey, but you could buy a Spanish book. You can certainly book. buy a, a Spanish, Spanish book. book. Learn Spanish to speak Blue Spanish book. with the Starting Strength Spanish book. Yeah. What better so, way? You want to get uh, what is the, the the language learning thing called? Rosetta Stone. You oh, get Rosetta, Rosetta Stone. No, Babel is the one you're talking. I heard about. Ros- I heard There's, Rosetta Stone is full of shit. Like it doesn't really work very well. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Babel is just complete bullshit. Is it really? Well, you're having real life conversations. <laughs> they actually say it that way. Conversations. <laughs> Real life conversations, <laughs> which means what you're doing is just repeating what you've heard. Real life conversations. 
Yeah, so yeah, my I, point is so get, anyway. get starting strength and, and learn Spanish that way. Learn Spanish. <laughs> what babble. you do, so you get the English blue book and the Spanish blue book. <laughs> right. And you read a sentence in English, and you read that same sentence in Spanish, and then you figure it out. <laughs> That's how it's always been done. That's how it's done. <laughs> Right. That's how I think the original. You know, and I don't so... think that that has been appreciated. No, absolutely. The not, contribution yeah. we have made <laughs> to international understanding. That's exactly right. You know, That's between exactly right. say, for example, ourselves and Venezuela. Right. How, right. How do you think my, we're doing our part? How do you think my parents learned how to speak English? Start, By reading the blue, book. They read the blue book. <laughs> reading the blue book. That's right. Yeah, and they didn't even right. have the benefit of the Spanish book at the time right yeah so it can be done so we you know we've already looked international relations have yeah. been improved and i'm telling you that fucking coleslaw they made oh, oh that's my good stuff, right? god yeah. <laughs> and they managed to talk to you i mean they did a good job you oh, did fine yeah they even speak i understood him and everything <laughs> but man i tell you that that coleslaw i got into that last night and it's yeah. oh shit it is delicious. And if you eat it at the same it's time, got as a, the, it's as got a, about half sauerkraut, half coleslaw. Right. Oh, it's good. If you eat it at the same time as the pork, um, like just eat it in one bite, it's good, man. I don't know that. Oh, man, you could make a sandwich with yeah. a pork sandwich yep. with a big fat wad of that sauerkraut coleslaw on it. Oh, man, that'd be good. Shit, I'm going to do that when I get back to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway all right. this will be next? this will be the last one unless everybody anybody comes up with a great question all right last um, one and it's not even a question but i think we should talk about it someone right. said uh oh where was he casey burnett said watch apocalypto let's talk about apocalypto apocalypto that is that mel gibson movie Yeah, what a great movie man. right yeah. and i've only seen it once i don't even know that i have a copy of it uh you couldn't get at, it for a so, so to your point about buying your media, you couldn't get it for a long time because the distribution something happened, and you, right. you couldn't watch it anywhere. You couldn't buy it. No shit. And if you if you went on eBay to look for it, it was like four hundred dollars or something for a copy. Oh god. So you mm. couldn't buy it. It none of the streaming services had it. It wasn't allowed on YouTube because you know the copyright issues and stuff. So um, there was there were years where you couldn't get it, and then um, all of a sudden they. Uh, I don't know what happened, but it showed up on the streaming services, and you can buy a copy now, I think. Uh, well, I'm going to have to go so buy another copy of that. I, I should buy one. I saw it right after it came out, uh, probably on VHS. I mean, <laughs> how long has it, it been since it ago. Wasn't that just DVD? Oh, eight or something like that. Yeah, and I was, uh, I was impressed with it. Uh, uh, Gibson is a is an insane person. He's insane. Oh, he's yeah. nuts. He's clearly insane. Right. But he's our kind of insane. Yeah. You know? I don't know if I want to claim him, but he's nuts. Uh, he's nuts. Yeah. He's yeah. nuts, but I mean he says things that nobody wants him to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of like our kind right, of right. insane, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh I don't have a problem with the goddamn guy. Yeah. You know, he uh you know, seems to you know, have kind of a vision for what he wants right. to, what he wants to tell people, and yep. the way he wants to conduct himself and everything. And that's you know, yep. I don't agree with all that shit. But right. yeah, watch it again. The movie's shot yeah. really well, and there's no English in it. It's all whatever you know, subtitled language, subtitled. You know, everybody had to learn the the language and stuff. Uh, it was really cool. Very cool. You remember that movie? 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, I love that movie. Yeah, it's, it's pretty badass. Yeah, it was, everything he does is fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, what was um, the Christ movie? Yeah, that was hard to watch. That was yeah. rough to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that was, was a rough one. Yeah. They really, they really fucked him up in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they really yeah. fucked him up. Jim Caviezel was the yeah the lead. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, that's interesting piece of cinematography, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, sure was. Yeah. Damn, sure was. What's the name of that one? Uh, Oh, Passion, speaking Passion of, of movies, Passion of Christ. Speaking of movies, uh, I think the next uh, movie uh, podcast we're going to do with Musser is going to be about monsters. Oh, nice! It's the monster movie podcast. It's going to be a good one. You know, so any uh, Godzilla, previews? Godzilla, Godzilla. You got to have thing? you know, got to have thing? Dracula in there. He's a monster. Is the thing a monster? Or is that a sci-fi i think we i think we called that horror okay yeah yeah i think we talked about that in the horror <laughs> movie the thing? Did, yeah. episode so yeah. monsters no, and horror movies are two different deals no right we, we talked about the thing in sci-fi we did i think i believe so i don't remember yeah that yeah. sounds right yeah i don't remember but it was uh it might have been because it was the you know the aliens. Yeah. So monsters have to be what big and monsters what? need to be uh, kind of anthropomorphic, I guess, and they need to be big. And did you ever? Did you they ever need watch to not care about you personally. <laughs> and uh, so we'll be talking about well Godzilla for sure, obviously. And I don't want to talk about King Kong because. I never did like King Kong as a monster movie. Yeah. It's just a big monkey. Did you ever Did you ever see Cloverfield? Is it Cloverfield? Is it, oh, that was pretty cool. That was a cool yeah. one. You should watch Cloverfield. What is that about? It um, a giant monster comes out and attacks New York, and these oh good, I'll group, watch that. Group, this group of people, <laughs> they uh, they're documenting it. They kill a bunch of people. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm there, I mean, man. This is a giant monster, like as big as a like a. It's a, massive. Yeah, it's yeah. Massive. like bigger than Godzilla. It's about Godzilla Walking size. through downtown Los Angeles, New York. New York. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Godzilla. Walked through Los Angeles. <laughs> Godzilla, two thousand the right. two thousand fourteen Godzilla. Yeah. Now that, that was a monster movie. That was yeah. cool. Millions of people were killed. Yeah. Was that the Breaking you Bad know? guy? What's that? When a fourteen one? Yeah, yeah. That, that was the Breaking Bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was Breaking Bad. The main the main actor who the what's Ken the Watanabe was the yeah yeah actor Ken Wat in that. Wat Watanabe was in it and then uh, oh shit whoever the guy is from Breaking Bad uh, was in it too. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Yeah. Brian yeah. Cranston. I think he was in that. Yeah. But that was a now that's a monster movie. That was cool. By Very God. Cool. That's a by God no shit monster movie. Yeah. Not a rubber Japanese monster, but a right. real whole bunch of money spent on CG monster. Yeah. Swimming across the Pacific Ocean in a couple of days and shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool, yeah. man. The whole concept was really cool. Can you imagine Godzilla swimming across the Pacific Ocean? And a great white shark tries to bite him. <laughs> he wouldn't even. It'd be like a mosquito. He wouldn't even feel it. Yeah. yeah. If that. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Godzilla's cool. I don't know, but we got a bunch of work to do on that. We got to decide what's. You might want to watch Cloverfield. Cloverfield. The you problem watch with Cloverfield. All right, I'll watch Cloverfield. The only I, problem with Cloverfield is that you might not like is the. It's one of those. Uh, it's got found shaky footage, shaky cam yeah. thing. So it's like people oh. recording it, you know. Right. And then they, and then they, I think it's good though. No, I like. I still it. think it's I real like good. It. I think it's yeah. Well, I'll look at it. I mean, 
you know, it came in oh, go it came home out and, and order that here in a minute. And uh, and then, uh, well, what else is there though? There's Godzilla. There's... Well, you got Godzilla. You got the Frankenstein. Oh right, movie with uh, that you know that newest one, Kenneth Branagh, and uh, uh, yeah, but you know that that had uh, Robert De Niro in it. I just hate Robert De Niro's guts so thoroughly he's he's one of these guys that has he's opened his mouth off screen too many times so many times that it becomes extremely difficult to just enjoy him in a character and it sucks because i know? loved him in all those gangster movies i love him in heat he was he was he i mean god he was great in fucking godfather too yep. and it was just and for him to Good just fellas. throw wow. all of that shit away with his, he wants to beat up Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, look, you know, say what you want about Brad Pitt and Keanu Reeves and shit, but those guys can play, a, a Tom Cruise can play a role, and they play any role they want to play, and you'll believe them in the role because they have not shit in the punch bowl. Like Mr. De Niro continues to do. Hell, I can't even stand to watch Alec Baldwin anymore in a movie. Is he even in movies anymore? He was he not killed anymore. That, he killed that but one he was in. Well, after he killed him, yeah. wasn't he in Hunt for Red October? He was. Oh yeah, he sure was. You know, yeah. he was in Hunt for Red October. Oh, you won't even watch the old ones with him. I've got no interest in seeing the guy, yeah. except in a casket. You know. He's lucky he's not in jail. I'd right go now. to his funeral, but that's the only interest. I'm not yeah, interested yeah. in watching him any other, in any other context. Uh, Imagine someone so, handing you a gun and saying, "Don't worry, it's safe," yeah. and you pointed it at somebody, pulled the trigger, and not go to jail. Right? Yeah, we'd be. That's pretty awesome. Oh, we. You and I'd be under the jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd be underneath the goddamn yeah. jail right now. I would have been shot on the spot. Yeah. By the security guard. Or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. They would have asked you guys a couple questions. <laughs> they would have just blasted me. And just shot you right in the eye. Just oh, eye for an eye, man. What is he? You know? Is he a terrorist? Well, look at him. Mexican? <laughs> what is he? Well, it doesn't matter. He's brown. He Shoot him. <laughs> but you, you gave him the gun. Isn't it amazing <laughs> that you can pass for either a Mexican or an Arab? Yeah. Just uh, change I could, clothing. I could probably pass for almost anything. You need a turban. You don't have a turban, do you? You don't know if I have a turban or not, do you? You wouldn't know. I put my turban on, walk by the gym, and you'd be like, I wouldn't even know who you are. Guy with a turban just walked by. Like a guy with a turban. Arab just walked by. Kill him. Because that's what you do with him, right? Jesus. Well, anyway. Man, we're getting rather far afield. Yeah, we sure are. All right. Well, you want to just turn this off then? Do it. Well, okay. Think of all the fun we're having, though. <laughs> Think of the fun that we're going to have and continue to have once we tell you that we'll see you next week right here on Starting Strength Radio.